Hello, I'm Dr. Wendy Hill. Welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. I'm here to support you in being the happiest, most balanced, most successful person possible. This series of podcasts is based on my book, The True Seeker's Guide to a Better Life. Here you will learn how your core beliefs are formed and how they influence every second of your existence. You will learn how to identify and transform your self-defeating core beliefs into core beliefs that support happy, healthy adult experience. Just listening to this podcast will give you the insight and inspiration you need to start to take control of your entire life and relationships. If you want, you can do the processes I suggest as we move along. Remember my website, wendyhill.com, and learn more about how you can grow emotionally and spiritually. Understanding how your experiences have affected you. It's during the high-impact moments of your infancy and childhood that you do your most significant self-programming. The mind is particularly suggestible during infancy and childhood moments of stress and strong emotion. The high-impact thoughts that you have during these moments can lodge deep within your consciousness, even if you have opposing thoughts later. These high-impact thoughts become solidly locked into your consciousness. These thoughts then become a part of your core beliefs about yourself, others, and the nature of reality. The thoughts you have during your high-impact moments become decisions that can affect you for the rest of your life. As you will see, you can make new decisions about the same experiences many years later. The kind of decisions you make while under extreme stress are often automatic. They occur in an instant and are over just as quickly. Obviously, they're not as well thought out or analyzed they are simply thoughts that you think automatically and are relevant only for the moment. These decisions are almost always forgotten. This is why it's necessary to regress back to the actual experience in order to find out what those decisions were. Here's an example of how this whole process works. Jane is three years old and is playing happily in the living room. Mother enters the room just in time to see Jane put a sharp piece of glass into her mouth. Mother rushes toward Jane, screaming, Oh, my God! She grabs Jane, pries open her mouth, and takes out the piece of glass. We can easily guess Mother's experience, but it might surprise you to know Jane's experience and the decisions she made during this high-impact moment. Jane may well have thought, Mother is angry at me. She's running toward me with an upset look on her face. She looks so upset she might hurt me. I've done something wrong. I'm bad. My mouth hurts. I hurt. I'm not safe. There's something about me that makes me not safe and upsets Mother. Ten minutes later, Mother and Jane are fine. But if Jane's emotions were extreme and her experience highly stressful... She will have automatically made decisions that locked deep in her subconscious. Negative decisions can become diminished with opposing positive experience. However, if the negative experiences are repeated or are extreme, they can have lasting effects. 
It's unlikely that Jane will be overly traumatized by this single experience of mother as an even-tempered, loving individual, and Jane doesn't experience too many accidents. Things could be different, however, if mother is reactive or has an angry temperament. You made decisions during your high-impact moments. While doing the regression process, you isolate the most conflicting moment of a high-impact experience you're recalling. It's during that moment you can learn what you decided about yourself, others, and the nature of reality. When you're reliving the high-impact moment, you ask yourself what you decided about yourself and what you decided about your worthiness, your safety, your lovability, your ability to love, your innocence or guilt, your abilities or your health. You ask yourself what you decided about others and what you decided about the nature of When you're reliving the high-impact moment, you ask yourself what you decided about yourself and what you decided about your worthiness, your safety, your lovability, your ability to love, your innocence or guilt, your abilities or your health. You ask yourself what you decided about others and what you decided about the nature of reality. In her mouth, Jane might begin a new behavior pattern. She may have a tendency to be shy or avoid taking risks. She may tend to communicate defensively to others. You can identify the behavior patterns that came from your decisions. You will make the connection between your childhood experience and the experience you are having in the present. You will follow the thread of feelings, attitudes, behaviors, and experiences from the past to the present. You will be able to clearly see how you programmed yourself. Remember these important points. Your most significant programming occurred during your high-impact moments. You made decisions that have affected you all of your life. You made decisions about yourself, others, and the nature of reality. Patterns of thought, feeling, and action came from your decisions. It is important to make the connection between your childhood experiences and the present. Acknowledging your experience. Now you will learn more about the defense mechanism called denial, how you can recognize it and overcome it. Remembering your past experiences does not necessarily mean that you have truly acknowledged and accepted them. Acknowledging your experiences is an important part of changing yourself. It may still be difficult for you to trust and accept what your mind, feelings, body, and intuition are showing you. You will learn how to trust what you know. Past conflict, especially if it is in direct opposition to what you thought to be true, is often difficult to acknowledge. Denial is a natural human reaction. You may deny part of your past in order to protect yourself from further conflict, or so you will not have to feel the pain. You may deny it in order to maintain a safe relationship with your parents, or to keep memories safe. You may feel that to acknowledge the conflict puts you in an emotionally precarious position. Perhaps your inner child believes that acknowledging the conflict would mean further abandonment, disapproval, abuse, 
criticism, or neglect. Or perhaps you do not wish to ruin the image you have built of your childhood or your parents. Denial of events and conditions and the impact they had on you is a way in which you keep yourself safe. However, that safety is delusive. It's natural to want to keep the pretty picture you may have painted of your childhood. However, by denying, you keep yourself vulnerable and immature. It keeps you stuck in the self-defeating patterns and compulsions you have been acting out for years. Denial only serves to push the truth and resolution of the conflict deeper into your subconscious mind. Denial holds your negative core beliefs securely in place. Your denial keeps you unconscious. As long as you deny your experience, your life is out of your control. The denied conflict has power over you and can be a major cause of failure. It maintains such patterns as unhealthy relationships, compulsions, addictions, inappropriate reactions, low self-esteem, feelings of powerlessness, feelings of being a victim, and an array of other emotional conflicts. Your unresolved conflicts from the past affect you negatively in the present. When you deny them, you become a victim of your past. You become a victim of your fear of telling the truth. Your only hope for freedom is to resolve the negative feelings and damaging experiences of your past. Behind your pain and fear is your freedom. If you face your past, you will free yourself in the present. Own what you know. Accept it. Acknowledge the conflict of your past. You are safe to do this now. You may have heard the term false memory. False memory is when you recall something from your past that never happened or is an exaggeration of what happened. There is such a thing as false memory. However, remember that your mind often speaks to you in the form of symbols. There is nothing you can think that does not say something about you and your core beliefs. False memory can be your mind giving you clues about your past in symbolic language. If you think you are remembering something that did not happen, Consider the masked message your mind may be sending you. But be careful. Telling yourself that you are having a false memory can be a way of denying something that did happen. Trust your intuition, your emotions, and your body sensations. You know if a memory is real. Other actions toward you as a child may have said more about them than about you. You no longer need to take their harmful actions personally. You are different now, and you can see things differently. You're bigger, more experienced, more mature, have more skills, and are no longer in the conflicting condition or circumstance. You no longer need your parents for survival, love, and support. You can fill your needs for these things yourself. You are an adult. 
what helped you in your childhood may well be hurting you in the present. Let go of your need to see the past as being different from what it really was. It was what it was, a mixed experience, neither all good nor all bad. If you can't find any conflict in your past, it's likely you're in denial of some upsetting condition. Although parents do the best they can, they're not perfect. All people, including parents, experience problems and sometimes handle them badly. All people have periods of conflict, confusion, and unhappiness. Life is difficult and is especially difficult for children. Children have little choice or control over their lives. This condition is frustrating for a child. Find your source of frustration, anger, hurt, sorrow, shame, and grief. It's there. It's waiting for you to discover so you can reprogram the wounded child within you. Your inner child is waiting to be freed, to be given permission to be more alive. Tell yourself that you have a right to know and to accept the truth. Your very freedom is at stake. I've had clients who appear to have had the perfect kind of family, the kind of family where roles and behaviors are clearly structured and everything appears to be all right. The parents seldom, if ever, display emotion or react openly to life's difficulties. Problems that elicit strong feelings are generally not discussed. The parents rarely fight or argue in front of the children, if at all. This behavior would suggest that there are no problems. If you cannot seem to identify problems in your past, look for the possibility that you might have this kind of family. Often a child who is brought up in the perfect family has a sense of abandonment. Since problems and emotions are rarely addressed, the child feels shame at having problems and avoids addressing them also. This leaves the child emotionally abandoned. Adam experienced a painful marriage that resulted in a very painful divorce. His wife was in complete denial of problems in their marriage and refused to come to counseling. She blamed everyone else, especially Adam. He told me that she'd always blamed others for her problems. Adam himself couldn't understand the problems they were having. He felt that they were the perfect couple. Adam denied his own feelings and therefore couldn't acknowledge the problems in his marriage. He could see the problems, but he couldn't acknowledge them. Adam worked hard for several months, bravely sticking to his therapy, and that he could see nothing of significance in his childhood that may have set him up to have such a painful marriage. Then one afternoon, Adam looked, really looked, at his childhood. He recalled building hobby trains with his father in the family recreation room. I asked him why he thought his mind was showing him this memory. Adam said that he felt a strong sense of loneliness even though he was with his father. I knew how much Adam loved his father and asked him what his loneliness meant. Adam said that there were so many things he could not tell his father. 
He said that he believed that father would judge him if he knew what he really felt. When I asked him to explain, Adam said, Mother and father never had any problems. Everything in my family is perfect. But I know that I'm bad because I have so many problems. Adam was expressing shame at having problems any normal child experiences. He was feeling shame because, to him, having any problems at all was unacceptable and shameful. This caused him to feel abandoned. He felt he had no one with whom he could share his problems. When Adam saw this, it was like a door had opened before him. He could see and understand things he couldn't before. It explained the feelings of guilt and shame he had carried all his life. Now he's able to see his own innocence and tell others his problems, expressing what he wants without feeling embarrassed. For some, acknowledging childhood conflict is difficult. For some, it's a shock. If you have difficulty accepting what you are beginning to see, if you are not already seeing a professional, consider sharing your discoveries and your conflict with one. Often just talking about it makes the difference. Trust yourself. Trust what you have learned about your past. If you discover that your past is very upsetting, give yourself time to accept it. But don't bury it again. You can come to terms with it. By acknowledging your experience, you open the door to your freedom. There's nothing that happened in your past that you cannot resolve now. Remember these important points. Denial can be a normal reaction to what you're learning about your past. It's natural to want to keep a pretty picture of your childhood. Denial keeps you from resolving your problems. Resisting finding conflict in your past can mean you are denying a conflicting condition. False memory can mean that your mind is speaking to you in symbolic language. To understand the meaning of all that your automatic mind shows you. The perfect family may not be so perfect. A child can feel abandoned in a perfect family. Acknowledge what you are learning about your past and accept it. Thank you for listening. Remember that you are worthy and loved beyond your own understanding. This is a universal truth. It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.